This is the Inner Glow Getter podcast. In this space, we talk about leaning into your dreams and building epic businesses with heart, integrity, authority, intentionality, impact, and even with a small online community. It's for the woman or the man who desires to do things differently. They are also deeply reflective, maybe introverted, intentional souls who, yes, want their own financial abundance, but they also know they are here to create a powerful ripple effect through the work that they do. We talk about the strategy, the energetics, and the mindset. My aim through this podcast is to bring to you empowering conversations with new knowledge that light a fire within you on this entrepreneurial journey. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. I'm so excited to bring it to you. Obviously, there's a new intro to the podcast and we are going in the direction of businesses. We are creating amazing businesses. We are leading, leaning into Technicolor Lives. So um, the guests are going to reflect that and there's going to be more and more potent conversations about starting businesses and yeah, about the nitty gritty of that journey. I'm bringing on amazing guests that are really like the one thing that I've said before I bring them on is are you prepared to talk about the nitty-gritty we're getting honest we're getting real so yeah the conversations are definitely going to be reflecting that going forward so I also want to mention the fact that there are three ways to work with me for the rest of this year and the start of next year so Two of them are on a one-to-one coaching VIP basis, and this is the 30-day pivot bootcamp. This focuses on your messaging, your VIP offer, and your strategy, the strategy that you are only meant to follow and approach and uses your approach. And then the second way to work with me on a one-to-one basis is with my Pivot Like a Profesh. This is a four-month coaching experience. This is intensive. This is about taking you from 0K to replacing your previous corporate or nine-to-five income through to scaling to that 10K point. So this is, yeah, this is intensive. It is focusing on everything within my Rogue Wave method. So if either of those are of interest to you, you can go onto my IG bio or into the um, caption of this podcast. And there is a link to book in a connection call with me. Equally, there is a um, link to my website, which has more description about both of those offers. The other way to work with me is going to be next year, and that is from the 5th of January. And this is a group program, and we're calling it the Plant Pivot. So this is, yeah, my group program. Again, this is about taking you from 0K to replacing that income and putting a plan in place so that you can scale to 10K months as well. And yeah, again, this is focusing in on your messaging, the strategy, the strategy that only you are meant to follow. Um, and also the message that only you were meant to share and something that I am really um, positive about and really excited about is yeah sharing with my clients exactly what approach is meant to work for them and looking at their personality looking at the way they operate and then finding approaches 
and strategies that work exactly for that so that they can show up to that strategy with ease um, every day, which is really the most important thing when you're building a business to develop that compound effect where you are showing up, showing up, showing up, and then um, seeing the results as well as you implement every day. So I can't wait to jump into this week's episode. If um, if any of those ways of working with me sound of interest, also just drop me a DM and we can have a chat. I love to voice notes. We can have a chat about whether it is the right fit for you. Hi, Teodora. Welcome to the Inner Glow Getter podcast. I hope I said your name correctly. I know I practiced a few times. <laughs> Yes, it's perfect. Thank I'm you. super happy to be here. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh, and I was just commenting on like, I love your love hearts behind your head. Like um, people oh, will be listening to this now. Like, but she's got a whole heap of like post-it notes that are for your Facebook community, right? Like people who join. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I use them to celebrate each of the person that wants to work on their brand because I believe this is really, especially in uh, like the um, the the way I do branding, I, I believe this is really brave. So it's like mm. a way for me to celebrate them being brave and taking a step for their brand, you know? <laughs> oh my God, we're definitely going to dive into this because we haven't actually covered that much branding on any previous episode yet. So I'm so excited to find out more about how you do branding. Um, yeah, amazing. And also I want to say that this is my first official uh, podcast interview. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, I've done I like many it. lectures, interviews, like video and all this, but uh, not uh, a podcast. So. Ah, there you go. Ah, the first of many, I bet. <laughs> they are that I love podcast interviews. They're so fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like that like longer form, like video, longer form podcast. Like people say it's dying out and that reels are like emerging, but I still like podcasts. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I think in order to fully connect with someone and kind of um dive into a subject you need something more than just five six minutes or one minute <laughs> absolutely yeah I often think like when there's something really nuanced and like kind of controversial that I want to talk about it's always better to jump on a podcast because like I can like also turn off the video if I'm feeling like stressed about explaining it or whatever and then just like talk 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 and be able to like clarify things and yeah I love it Anyway, I'm going on a tangent. <laughs> Please tell us more about it, about you and, and what you do. Uh, well, so I'm a Romanian uh, of origins. I've lived most of my life in Romania. And since four years, I'm living in Switzerland, in Europe. So, I mean, the both countries are in Europe, but <laughs> one is center and the other one is eastern. Yeah. Um, so I, I've had a pretty interesting background. Uh, I uh, studied business administration and marketing. I started mm -hmm. my career in finance, actually. Uh, I've been uh, working like financial analyst analysis. Uh, I've been um, a financial man. I've been like started like a financial manager in the dentistry field. Uh, and I've been there for around. That's a change. Uh, like, <laughs> yes, six, almost seven years. Yeah, six years in the in the dental field. 
And then I've uh, started my own business. Uh, meanwhile, I started another business. And now this is my like kind of fourth business uh, model that I'm creating now as an online coach in branding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is what I do now. So I uh, I have a signature program that's going to be released soon. Uh, and I guide people into what I call it's a transformation um, for creating their brand. And I call it a transformation because it's actually who they become at the end of this journey that is important and mm. not only their brand. Mm. I believe that the brand is who we are is uh, is is how we live our life who we are what are our values what is our mission and um it's not just an image uh, mm. or a logo or something like this so yes uh yeah i love to guide people in this journey and also to um uncover their uniqueness their their unique parts their unique skills abilities and talents that they can share with the world and mm-hmm. build a business and a brand around these uh, unique talents. I love so, that. Yeah, this is uh, a little bit like very general what I do now. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, that. Especially yeah. like finding your uniqueness can be kind of overwhelming because like we don't we don't always see ourselves like we can't always self-actualize very easily or see ourselves from an outside perspective so yeah I think like what you're describing the journey sounds incredible like for your clients and mm. thank you <laughs> uh yeah I, I I think it's so first this was my journey um and it was so revealing for me that I I realized that it's my mission to get this to more people Mm. Um, and how I started was actually looking inside. So I started, I did therapy, I did coaching, I did like a lot of self-reflection, you know, journaling, thinking about my life, about my past and all my fears, uh, insecurities, you know, limiting belief that I didn't know I have. Yeah. And basically it's a lot of it is connected to this part that we have inside, like mm. becoming self-aware becoming aware of all these things and in the same time while we are becoming aware of these things we're also becoming more aware of the true person that we are inside Mm. you know that that unique that unique side of of us yes yeah okay amazing let's talk more about that but first I'd love for you to talk a bit more about um growing up in Romania and Maybe like how I suppose you still have friends and family there. Like, how do they see you being an online coach? Do they even know? <laughs> um, okay. So first, how was growing up in Romania? Um, I need to, I mean, the first thing that um, I think it's it's important to say is that I grew up in in the immediately post-communist era of Romania, which means that the country went from being communist uh, to uh, like capitalist, but in like uh, <laughs> in wow. like one month uh, after yeah. the revolution. And um, I was raised by a fa- I mean, my family has was like um, um, I would say under medium, like not super poor, but kind of kind of poor I wouldn't Mm -hmm. say like oh my god we didn't have food 
that's not the case, but it was like a more poor than uh, yeah. in a good situation. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so, yeah, so growing up in that era was very, for me as a kid, was very tough because first I didn't have a lot of things that my other friends had yeah. or people in my class or, you know, like colleagues from school. So I was all the time suffering that I don't have enough, uh, like enough enough mm-hmm. things, enough beautiful clothes or enough uh, toys or enough uh, f- like... Uh, uh, sweets, you know, things that kids love. Yeah. Um, and it was also the, like, it was also the, the, um, how to say the, the situation in Romania, because at the beginning, in the first years, you didn't find things in Romania, basically. And traveling in Romania in general, like traveling from Romania to other countries was something that was reserved for people that were super like high class which was mm. not a lot of people, <laughs> but yeah. usually the, the people that would uh, be part of the regime, the ones that would uh, like be uh, in the military or stuff like this, they would be allowed to travel, but the rest, no. Wow. Uh, like politic, politicians and all these things. Mm. Um, so it was tough from this point of view. And honestly, it's it's so sad for me, but it was very um closed-minded imagine imagine a country that for 30 years wasn't allowed to travel outside of the country that wasn't allowed to speak their mind that wasn't allowed to go to church because even i mean not that i'm a religious person but if you want to go to church you weren't you weren't allowed for some uh, years uh that wasn't allowed to express their their beliefs their values because it went against the communist uh, mentality you know everyone had to wow. be the same everyone had to believe the same mm. uh, so growing up also in a family that that was forced to to kind of not be different to not to not be unique to not uh, to to kind of yeah uh, be on the same level as, as everyone don't make waves you know like be a nice uh, little worker in the factory and whatever yeah. Uh, not that my parents didn't work in factories, but I, I mean, I think my father did for a while, but um, it's just like the mentality was like this. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, so it was super like it was so close minded that you don't realize because you're inside. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 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 And uh, I think I was so I, I had uh, I was lucky because my. Uh, mother was doing like she was a kindergarten teacher and she loved what she was doing so I I I could see someone that is that was passionate for for their work um my mom's a teacher as well so (laughs) yeah yeah amazing and uh, and then uh, also my father was pretty um like a rebel he didn't really like to um to kind of follow all these rules. So he he always tried to kind of have his own business. It didn't work, but he tried, you know, at least I could see a person that is not like, yeah, I'm just going to do what everyone says, you know? So he was like more, more a rebel from this point of view. Um, and yeah, this it was like this. <laughs> I had my first uh, mobile phone when I was uh, uh, 17. And it was a, a secondhand one. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I had my first computer when I was 16. So until then we were using like a fixed normal f- like phone that is fixed in your house. And yeah, it was like super behind uh-huh. uh, of everything that would happen in like the US or uh, the Western part of Europe. Yeah. Mm. wow wow thank you for sharing that I was yeah that's really fascinating and just so interesting Mm. to hear like yeah your parents and their values and you know how that's kind of you can kind of see how you've ended up how you where you've ended up in a way yeah yeah yeah. and even what like when you when it that lacks in your society like you you were drawn to it like being more expressive like like he said about your dad like being the rebel like trying something different and yeah, yeah. that's so true yeah. yes well I think um, this is one of the things that I uh, that I I learned in Romania and from my childhood and I think a lot of uh, Eastern European, not so. I'm not saying everyone in Eastern Europe. I don't. I don't generalize usually, but people that want to create change, we have this drive that comes from the fact that we didn't have things, that we weren't allowed to do things. Mm-hmm. So even when you go in Romania or even a other Eastern European country, there's this third, this this thirsty, this thirst, yeah, yeah, <laughs> this yeah, thirst yeah. of of newness of new things of expressing of changing the status quo of doing new like doing things differently um and um and i believe for me this is where i got my um my drive and my commitment to to do something to like you know to do something for myself and uh and for my business and for my family and you know just yeah do do stuff (laughs) That's amazing. Wow. So can you kind of see that in like the city that you come from in Romania, that there's like pockets of like people becoming more opening businesses and yeah, that kind of, wow. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, the system there is really corrupt and um, it doesn't support uh, like Mm. local businesses. So the the political system and also the administrative system, uh, you would get like, you would just get taxed from out of nowhere like a new tax just because they want to there's no explanation yeah. and they that would change like every week or every month so it's yeah it's kind of stressful <laughs> to, to this is in Romania I mean I I got used to it because I was like this is this is where I, like this is how I know how to function this yeah. is function but mm-hmm. um it is pretty challenging to have all these changes and all these like taxes and new taxes and whatever. It sounds, yeah, yeah that's a bit like South Africa. There's definitely, mm. there's no like helping hand or encouragement for entrepreneurship, which is, yeah. Yeah. So frustrating because yeah. like that's the, there's like almost 40% unemployment here and like oh entrepreneurship could be a huge key to creating more jobs and people being more self-sufficient and having another option and that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. anyway, <laughs> um, I had a question that popped into my mind now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is your family aware that you have like an online business and how do they like know what you do and how do they see it? Yeah. <laughs> So 
a big part of my family, like my family, uh, meaning my my close family is my mom, my brother, and uh, my sister-in-law, and then my extended family, like I have many aunts and uncles and like mm-hmm. um, uh, cousins. Uh, my father passed away, so um, for them, like my my brother and my sister-in-law, uh, they are really we are really close, and they have their own businesses as well. Uh, one mm-hmm. of them is a psychotherapist and like a life coach, mm-hmm. my sister-in-law and my brother mm-hmm. is doing a, a business consulting. Mm-hmm. So uh, they actually, they were the ones who supported me first to start my own business. Uh, I think if it wouldn't be for them, I probably wouldn't have made it because I never had an, a, an actual model of someone mm-hmm. doing business with my family from when yeah. I was little yeah um and so they're super supportive and i owe them so much i mean it's like you know when when you're thinking about some the people that truly have have made a big impact in your life for me um they they have done this in the last years so i'm i'm really (laughs) grateful and lucky that's amazing um, to have entrepreneurs within your family and so within your like immediate family. Like I, I don't have that at all. So yeah. Oh yeah. Yes, amazing. definitely. It's so yeah. important. And yeah. actually my uh, Paul, my brother is my business coach as well. So we, huh. we kind of meet uh, almost every week and, and uh, discuss like uh, things in my business. So <laughs> I'm super happy for this. <laughs> I actually just realized I lied then my dad, is self-employed and has his own business but he's oh. in the mining sector not the online coaching uh, okay yeah, <laughs> but anyway different. yeah yeah oh wow okay cool and, and um, mm. yeah sorry the, the the other part of my family they are very traditional I would say so mm-hmm. basically for I'm, I'm 36 I'm, I'm soon gonna be 37 and basically for them like the thing that they are very curious of is like why I'm not getting married and have kids and uh it's like I'm explaining to my mom as well you know that when I mean I chose to have uh I, I chose to be an entrepreneur um and it's kind of even like I don't have a choice because the way I am built is like, I need to be an entrepreneur (laughs) to express myself and to do what I love and to, you know, Mm. um, so I try to explain this to, to my mom. She kind of, she's like, okay, if you say so, but (laughs) she doesn't really know what I do. I I, I don't think she would even understand that these things is possible. You know, it's like, she's very like from a different generation when like the internet didn't exist and yeah it's it's really uh so yeah i think for part this part of my family um i would say they're like okay why is she working so much why is she doing so many things why is she spending so much time online (laughs) i would say i would say this was one of their like thoughts Mm. And the other one, probably that they're proud of me that I'm doing something. Mm. Uh, but definitely, uh, I do have uh, other entrepreneurs in my family, not on online uh, and mm. on, a, on a local level. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I would say it's uh, it's a different mentality. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So sometimes I do feel like, you know, an outsider. 
um, yeah. from this yeah. point of view, especially that nobody from my family has ever lived outside of the country. So wow. it's just like, you know, they, I, I, it's not even like I can't ask for them to understand because I know they cannot, right? Mm. Like I'm going through and like how tough it is to be an entrepreneur and to not live in your country, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it seems like a dream, but it's not <laughs> like you need to relearn everything, all the system, all the laws, all the, you know, so true. So true. Yeah. It's so funny, as you mentioned various things, like I can somewhat understand because like Australia, not, not ex-communist didn't go through such like a political change in recent history but um like it is very isolated geographically so there is sometimes a very like um closed-minded so I, and I know exactly what you mean and like often like people go live abroad but um in their early 20s but then they move back and like I've been the one who is like I'll see you guys and then like oh. I'll see you guys in two years and then like eight years later I'm still overseas so yeah I know I know what you mean and it's yeah it is like wow. yeah yeah definitely so exactly so mm. you know personally. yeah exactly yeah yeah it's um, amazing you're so brave eight years <laughs> yeah it just happened I don't know how <laughs> like every year I'm like oh it's another one <laughs> but um yeah. Okay. Wow. Uh, let's talk about your businesses. So I know um, yeah, you mentioned you started off in 2015 and you've had like a few like various businesses. Um, could you talk yeah. us through like how you went through the changes and like decided to move from one to the next to the next, I guess? Yes. Uh, I would love to. <laughs> I'd love to speak <laughs> about this. So um, first, um actually my first first business that I I co-created I co-founded was inside another business I was um, one of the managers there it was a dental clinic in Romania and uh, a pretty like an innovative dental clinic and um as I said we love like new new <laughs> um yeah. and um and yeah, so I was a manager there, like a, an executive manager, and they offered me the, um, like they, they proposed to me to create a business together, in, but I, I would just be managing it. So I wasn't involved in the business itself. Um, that was doing international courses, international dental courses. Okay. And this was actually the first business that I co-created. I was the manager. I was doing marketing, branding for it, um, like accounting, finance. It's like, like it was a, kind of my own startup with a partner. Yeah. And um, it, was, uh, it was a super interesting experience because it wasn't like on my own. It wasn't mm -hmm. like uh, being an entrepreneur because... Like the, the company was not mine. Uh, the budget was not mine, right? I was paid a salary. Yes. Uh, but in the same time, I went through all the stages of building a business for like almost four years. Mm. And I think actually four years. And I saw like we grew, we grew the business together with the team uh, to become an international brand in dentistry. Um, it's it's wow to, to say this coming from Romania that it become an international brand. And it was yes. 
a lot due to um, to social media as well. This is when I mm. truly f- fell in love with social media because I could see how big of an impact had the fact that we were sharing our brand on social media. Mm. So uh, yeah, I was uh, like organizing courses for dentists, uh, but for like uh, not university courses, but uh, cor- like cl- clinician courses. So okay. um, so they're already like, dentists, uh, but they're upskilling. Yes, exactly. And uh, we organized courses also outside of Romania. Um, I I started lecturing meanwhile for like branding in dentistry. And uh, we went with the lectures and the courses to like Russia and inside Europe. And then we created um, some advanced programs in Brazil because Brazil is one of the best countries in dentistry. Um, Really? So, yes. I didn't know uh, that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah then south america where, where were we in uh chile mexico yeah. uh, a lot in brazil as i said yeah so yeah it was a an amazing adventure <laughs> and uh like a lot a lot of work uh a lot of dedication i really loved it as well because i love uh, traveling and meeting international people mm-hmm. um and this is when I started my personal brand as well. So I started like just speaking about what I do online okay. on social media. Yeah. And yeah, basically in four years, people were like recognizing my name in dentistry and they would be like, oh my God, I love your work. And they would write to me oh. about the courses. So yeah. I didn't know back then just how impactful a brand could be until I lived it myself. Mm. and actually this was the from nothing like yeah yeah this was this was the moment where I was like um first I understood and then um I I just felt like I want to go further there was like a a, a moment in my life where I had like a good job. I had a, really like a lot of people around uh, and I had a good salary like you know, I would like, go out and whatever, but I was feeling unhappy. I was feeling like everything should be fine, but it wasn't. So this is when I started to actually have some uh, conversations with my sister-in-law as a psychotherapist. Mm-hmm. And I kind I kind of started to, to work on myself and to discover some things. And this brought the change of wanting to have my own business to do things mm. my way. Yeah. And basically Amazing. the, yes, thank you. <laughs> you know, uh, something else that we have in common, like I'm a business coach now, but I used to work in communications and corporate and I worked on railway and airport projects in terms of communications, like mm-hmm. um, big, like million dollar, billion dollar, um, billion dollar plus, like projects it's so funny like you've come from dentistry to the online industry I've come from like infrastructure and airports to the online industry like what have you found I'd love to like has there been any like transferable skills that you've brought from what you've learned in dentistry to the online world like I guess you know Um, we come with like really strong foundations because of that experience like it's communications. It just happens to be on an airport, but then you can apply that to someone building a business as well. And like, mm. yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, for me, 
basically what happened was like the journey was longer because I, after, after I, as I said, that I felt like I wanted to have my own business. I realized that I really love this branding part. Mm. And, and I, I decided to, to start a business as a brand coach. Yeah. And in the same time I was doing consultancy for dental clinics. So I kind of had uh, like I was still in dentistry uh, doing management consultancy and management audits. And I would just like help uh, clinics okay. and teams to evolve. Yes. And in the same time, I was doing branding and communication for not only dental clinics, like any type of uh, domain. Yeah. Um, and so because your, your question and basically after that <laughs> I, I started also a business in Switzerland a dental clinic mm-hmm. which took three years and a half to uh, until I um, until I decided to to leave and go to another business so mm-hmm. actually all this part has really taught me about like because you said uh, what can we transfer mm-hmm. it has taught me about the stages of a business first and what's super important how to actually administer a business like everything that is honestly like everything that is financial budgets cost centers yeah. uh reporting you know everything that you yes. need that nobody can see and mm. it's huge work many of the times especially mm. for a big business that is like millions or or you know uh, so this really taught me of like all the, the, the detail, the administrative details and financial details of, of business in general, mm. like all the mindset that you need, how mm. resilient you need to be, mm. um, also, uh, what is transferable for me is how to work in a team and how to work with people. I mean, I think this yeah. was the best skill that I got from everything in business because like marketing and branding and all this is just like comes kind of natural to me I love it I studied uh, you know I did courses and everything Uh, but the part with people is always I think it's for everyone the most challenging Mm. right yes we have to work with clients we're client focused yeah yeah. <laughs> there's so, no business uh, yeah. or profit without clients <laughs> there's no money without clients yeah so. yeah yeah so so mm. for me it is um like working with a team and a lot of collaborators because we had like we did videos and uh you know a lot of like marketing and um and even the team that I like, for example, here in Geneva, in Switzerland, mm. uh, the team that we created, I was doing all the interviews. I was like, I, I formed the team, I trained the team and all this. Yeah. Um, yeah, it taught me a lot about people, how they function, um, how to kind of, um, how to motivate them, mm. uh, how, to, how to behave, uh, with their uh, failures, successes, and all this is like kind yeah. of yeah. How to how to also how to support them and how to guide people in general. I think this mm. uh, this was the best part for me. Mm. I imagine like the branding principles and the communication principles are also like pretty foundational. Like um, you know, make sure you're not like overloading people with too much information like mm. talk about the transformation you know white teeth and 10k months and yeah. 
Mm. Yes, uh, the, the, the branding part is, I mean, for me, the most important thing in branding is to discover what your true values are, like what you really value, what do you believe in, what is what is your mission beyond making money? Like, okay, we all need money to survive and to, to live and whatever, to get the stuff that we want, to get us like, anyway, <laughs> buy things. Yeah. But, but beyond that is like, why are you here for as, as a person, mm-hmm. you know, like what do you stand for? For example, me, I, I know how important it was for me to discover myself, to rediscover myself, you know, underneath all the social conditioning of don't be different, do yes. whatever the other people are saying and whatever, you know, that must have and been huge. Yeah. Yeah. So for <laughs> me, because this is so important, this is what I stand for. I want to support people and to to inspire people to want this for themselves and to do this for themselves, you know? So this mm-hmm. is my mission. And uh, in branding, actually, these parts that you cannot really see uh, are the, the true foundation of your brand and um, something that we need to, to uh, respect uh, in, in business in general, in our business in general, you know? It's not... It's, not, it's just not it's not something that we communicate only it's something that mm. we respect like for example one of my values is creativity mm. uh, I make sure that all my shares on social media that all my programs are creative I make sure that when I do my programs I kind of spark creativity in people I give them creative exercises to do you know yeah. uh, I I do nice videos. I use nice I creative colors. Um, I do photo shoots in creative places, you know? It's just, yes. I make sure that this is exists in my business. It's not just me saying I'm creative. No, <laughs> I really believe that in creativity and this will appear everywhere in my business. I can see so, in what you're wearing as well. Like as you're <laughs> speaking there, like I imagine like 30 years ago in Romania when you were like six years old, would you have been able to wear like a bright pink jumper? <laughs> ah, like... yes. Yes. So this, this was not, this was not interdicted. <laughs> uh, we did have a very ugly blue kind of uniforms in kindergarten, <laughs> yes. but, but baby, baby blue. So it's still not too bad, but um, in rest from my, I mean, in my little town, town where I uh, grew up and where I, where I was born, uh, we were like able to dress however we want. And my mom was super creative. So she was creating uh, clothes for me. Yes. So I had like, basically what I wear now is like what I was wearing then. It's like only pink, <laughs> pink and red and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And flowers, a lot of flowers because she liked flowers a lot. So yeah. I oh, like, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I love but that. But definitely if you go to Romania, you would see a lot of gray and black as well so don't expect <laughs> not the norm <laughs> no 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 <laughs> I love that I love that I, it was actually so yeah. funny like it just popped into my mind when I moved to London it was the middle of winter and everyone was wearing like gray and black and like I arrived from Australia and I bought like the brightest coat I could find and I stuck out like a sore thumb I loved it (laughs) Um, it's amazing (laughs) I love that 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it was just normal in Australia as well. Like the sun is always shining in Brisbane. Like you just wear whatever you like. Nobody really took notice, but mm. yeah. yeah. Um, Something you said there. Yeah. Like you're infusing creativity in your brand and it's like something that I think is interesting to point out. And I wonder if you agree is that your audience will be like sensing your creativity but they might not be consciously recognizing it, but they're associating it with your brand, right? Like they're, yeah. and that's the thing, like branding can be so subtle, but so powerful at the same mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I guess, I mean, I guess, I think um, uh, for sure people can associate creativity with my brand and Uh, And not only, for example, I also believe in taking action. So (laughs) I think people, when they like, I have this like kind of cute face and, you know, I'm, I'm pretty short and, you know, I, I look like, um, you know, you see how I look, right? Pink and everything. I'm I'm very intense person. So, and I'm super action oriented. (laughs) So sometimes I think my clients are like, Ooh, okay. Because I'm like, no, we need to take action. You need to like, let's do things, you know, let's, yes, let's yes. do, let's um, uh, implement what we're saying, you know? So this I'm, is another- I'm exactly the same. Like people see me as like sweet and kind and maybe a pushover. And then, but like when they get to know me, I'm like cutting, I'll tell it like it is. I'm like brutally honest. Like, <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I, lo- I love that. I also love uh, like being direct and honest. And mm. um, and yeah. and you're right. You you do seem like super sweet and yeah. like you know gentle. <laughs> no, you look at my testimonials and they're like, yeah, she's really she tells it like it is, <laughs> but in a nice way. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe it's an Australian and Romanian thing though, like those cultures and. I don't know. Oh, well, maybe because we yeah. were saying before we started, you we were saying that I also feel like I resonate with Australian. Yes, culture. yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, we're it's known as brutally honest. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think like um, Eastern European countries in general, we could we can be super direct, but it's not like it's not on purpose. It's how we speak. It's, for yeah. example, like I know, I don't know. You would say like, do that or or do this. You know, not please. Would you be kind to? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like for uh, me, when I came, when I arrived here, and like I live in the French side of Switzerland, like Switzerland, is a small country in Central Europe. Yeah, and it has many different cultures. Like uh, it has a, a yes. A, yes. German side, a, a French side, and an Italian side. And yeah. I live in the French side, so there's like a lot of French influence. Yes. And when we when we write emails here, this is what I learned at the beginning. You, you <laughs> need to be not diplomatic, extra super diplomatic. <laughs> diplom- of everywhere I've been, diplomatic. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know, like for me, it's like a lot of blah, 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 blah. Let's, we're losing time. Yes. But <laughs> if you don't put these sentences and if you're not like telling people like this, what they should do, yeah. they would honestly get upset. 
yes. and they wouldn't do it. They would feel not upset, um, like uh, offended. Yes. And, and yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. wow. <laughs> I had the exact same experience coming from Australia to England. Like they're like super, super polite, like really long emails. And like, to be honest, if an email is more than a paragraph, I skim read it. Like, I'm not, <laughs> like, why are you sending me? And I'd like more like we do one or two sentences max in Australia. Oh, like, wow. <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> because if it's longer than that, it's quicker to pick up the phone and just tell them. But then it wasn't that quick in the UK because they do the niceties of like, how are you? How's the weather? What like <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh, that's so funny. Okay. So cool. Swiss, you're in the French Swiss part. Okay, Swiss French part. Um so tell us about your unique way of doing branding so you mentioned like it's an inner journey understand your background mm. your magnetism um mm. I like how you said it <laughs> <laughs> what other aspects are there yeah um, first the way I uh, guide people in branding is to create a transformation in their life I believe that um, the right business and brand for us is the one that is, allows us to live our ideal life. It's not mm-hmm. the one that makes us feel locked and, you know, like kind of blocked. Yeah. Uh, because I had a business that was like this in the past and I was like, yeah, this is not going to work. I'm like, <laughs> this is not how I want to live. Yeah. It's a good business, but uh, no. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. actually I learned from this that whenever we need, like whenever we want to grow our business or create a new business or a new brand, we need to ask ourselves, like, what is the ideal life that I would have, I would like to have? What is the mm. ideal work that I want to do? in my next two, three years, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And, and take the decision after to create a model, a business model, because branding and, and business are like, is super, um, it, it's almost the same thing in a way because they're very connected. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, finding a business model that works for that person first. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes. then- I'm so passionate about that as well, yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you can again. you can pick misaligned tactics and then, you know, it, it's and the industry preaches like consistency, consistency, consistency. But if you don't feel aligned with the tactics you're using and you're feeling huge resistance to it every day, like it's not going to be easy to be consistent. <laughs> exactly. That's amazing. Mm. You said it in really like super clear way. So Thanks. basically creating the type of brand and a business that suits your personality, your way of being, your values, etc. And then why once you decide on that to start your journey to build it with having that in mind is like, mm. for example, if my mission is to help people uh, and guide them and inspire them to discover more of who they really are, I'm asking myself this every day. Okay, is mm. this post helping people with that is my yes. program helping people with that and if i receive a business for example a business uh, opportunity i i'm asking myself is this just like is it disaligned with what i really want to do with my my mission and my mm. values and everything that i believe in and if it's not i say no 
even if it brings mm. money or whatever, you know? So, um, I, we sound is, so aligned. Is... Like there's so few people talking about this in the industry. And I love how you said, sorry to interrupt, but I love how no. you said like a brand that's for the next two to three years, because it can feel so overwhelming to pick like anything, like a niche, your brand, your colors. Cause you're like, is this like, and if you have like commitment issues, then it's even worse. Like you're like, mm. yeah, hello. Yeah. <laughs> I know how that is. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah anxiously attached and uh, healing yeah. from that <laughs> Avo- avoidant <laughs> <laughs> yes definitely um it's I think is like uh, one of my actually one of my limiting beliefs when I started this new business was what if I'm doing I'm gonna do this and after three years I don't love it anymore <laughs> yeah and and That's I was like one, hey? Yeah, and I realized that this is a lot coming from my past, from my like the the culture that I had, where like basically in my mom's and my dad's um, beliefs, they were like you 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 have a job for the rest of your life. Yeah. So you know, so yeah. for me, I always have to remember to kind of surpass this limiting belief and that it's okay to do something for two years and then change or for three years and then change or maybe Mm. now you have this brand but you will evolve so you can rebrand your company according to your evolution you know Mm. absolutely yeah. yeah 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 and exactly the same with like a niche like choose a niche that you can see yourself evolving with for a little while and like as you progress like and we're, we're always investing in ourselves like most entrepreneurs like we're all addicted to it and um you know then we progress and then our clients you know the ones that are at step two and we're at step 10 you know they start to feel like a mismatch and we're looking for clients that are more at a step five and we're at a step 11 or something like that and or whatever mm-hmm. it is but those are just random numbers but yeah I think it's not talked about yes. enough because it feels so stressful to choose like I remember when I first came into the industry I was like okay this is it <laughs> like I was yes. and like I started off as like a personal trainer talking about menstrual cycles and then I was like not nah, this still isn't it <laughs> this is it still isn't yeah. it like kept yeah Amazing. Yeah, congratulations. I I love when uh, people uh, allow themselves the freedom to to try, you know, to experiment. Mm. Um, And and definitely me too, when I started. So uh, in 2016, when I started first to be a brand counselor, and this is how I I called the business back then, Mm -hmm. um, I actually... um, what did I want to say? <laughs> Sorry, it's just like it's okay. I, um, uh, yeah, I yeah, this is what I want to say. I um, I was like not sure of like well, like you said, what my niche was. So mm-hmm. I basically took all the clients that wanted yeah. to work with me, yeah, and I learned so much from that because, yeah. of course, when you, I mean, I knew branding, I already. Uh, created a brand for four years I studied I studied marketing but it's not the same as working with many other domains you know it's Mm. it's just like and then I realized kind of what are the domains that I'm more comfortable not comfortable but that kind of more resonate with me you know for Mm. example it's it's harder for me to work with uh like 
people that create car parts yeah <laughs> like uh, like businesses you know like factories uh yeah because i'm all about feeling and you know mission and, and purpose and they're like yes. yeah make a car <laughs> and i'm like no 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 no, no. It, it was beyond that you know yeah yeah so, yeah i hear you uh, yeah I do believe that you can build an incredible, powerful, incredibly powerful brand in any industry. It's just, you know, me and cars, mm, not yeah. really. I don't have so much information. I could do it, you know, uh, but it, this is how I realized because I tried more, more domains and I, I completely support everyone to do it. You know, mm. What do you like working with now? Like what really lights you up? Um... I love, so I, this is, yeah, I love people that see beyond what they do, that, mm. that want to have an impact in the world. Mm. And I was just speaking today with one of my, um, like, collaborators, and we did, uh, you know, we did some, a campaign together. She's a fashion designer in Romania. And we were speaking about this, that no matter what you do and where you are, even if you have like a job or, uh, you know, you can have your own impact in like first in yourself and then the people around you, your city, yeah. etc. So yeah. I love working with people that do want to make a difference. They want to bring more kindness in this world. They want to uh develop they want to grow they want to know themselves better they want to surpass all these limiting beliefs mm -hmm. uh, people that want to be open towards their sexuality people that want to just explore um explore their themselves and their life and try new things and so it's just yeah. for me it's not a niche like like kind of in the <laughs> in the normal way of saying what an issue is, but it's more the mentality, you know? Yeah. And they, they yeah. need to want to do that, you know? And this is yeah. something that you have in yourself. The, yeah. the, 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 you know, that, that feeling that I have the power to change things. Yeah, yeah. So, and that lines perfectly with the fact that, I mean, obviously this is all intentional, but I'm just lining it up. But, you know, <laughs> you talk about creativity, you have a you know, you wear bright colors, you've got um, bright brand colors, like, you know, you talk about being action oriented and implementing and that kind of thing. So those that with that intentionality would like draw in those people. So. Mm, yes. Mm. Um, I believe in um, like, I, I, for me, marketing, it means communication. It's mm. just basically communicating who we are what we do what we believe in what is our mission over and over and over and over again yeah. and the people that really need us they will come you know this is yeah. i believe the, in the law of attraction like mm. honestly when i so for example i did a, a course i i launched a course uh, it finished one week ago mm -hmm. and when I first launched the course, there were some people that were already taking it. It was a free course. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, and many of the people that, that started to do it, I was receiving messages like, oh my God, it's like, you're saying what I was thinking for the last one year, or you're saying what I've been speaking to my therapist for the last three months. And I love that. <laughs> you know, this is the power of just 
putting yourself out there and believing that the right people that really need your what you're offering will come because this is how this i believe this is how it works we don't need to like force people to work yeah. with us or force ourselves to get more people we just need yeah. to we just need to stand in our power of what i do truly helps truly guides people and i'm yeah i know that the people that need this will discover me you know and of course getting getting yourself out there and communicating not just sitting like this and you're like yeah i'm nobody can see me but you will discover me <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah yeah exactly i love that because there is a little bit of a like a confusing aspect of the industry where they, we talk about like attraction marketing like through um and then also like people who are more, like you say, like hustling and going out there to get the people and DMing and all that kind of stuff. And But there is like an in-between as well. And I love what you said, like it's so relevant for new entrepreneurs or you know, entrepreneurs coming into the space, like of um, standing in your power, being empowered, like, you know, all, all that. Yeah, yeah, because... I think when yes. you don't have like so much of entrepreneurship is just like walking without evidence of success yet. And you're kind of like having to like, not fake it till you make it, but like hold the vision. And even when you don't have like floods of clients coming your way just yet. And oh yeah. yeah. Oh my God. This is so hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so I'm hard. Like, so yeah. hard. Yeah. Honestly. And, and being online for me, because it's the, this is the first business that is fully online that I do uh, like yeah. the first one the course center and then my my own uh, co- like uh, consulting business was more offline and then the third one the dental clinic was you know, a place you know a dental clinic yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. this being the first one fully online it's it's like staring into the abyss you know <laughs> like sometimes I'm speaking and speaking and speaking and I'm like it feels like Is I'm anyone listening. <laughs> I so know. So, I mean, even from a person that I love to speak, I love to share that. So this is not, I mean, for me, it's like comes natural. Yes. Uh, but like, even for me and, and knowing that this has an impact because I've been doing branding before, it's yeah. still so hard without having like, you know, I don't know, hundreds of clients because it's impossible from the beginning to have hundreds of clients, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I feel like I resonate with what you said. It's it's truly challenging, especially the first, I would say, one year and a half, two years, depending on yeah. how, depending how mu- how of how much work you're you're putting up, like yeah. depending how much time you're investing in the business. But if you're like around between six eight hours a day and you know like truly working on it I think that it does take one year and a half maybe even two to truly feel like oh my god I got this this is amazing it works perfectly yeah yeah yeah. there are a lot of steps in between where you would be why did I decide to do this yeah Uh, or like, am I speaking? Like, is anyone listening to me? Uh, or, you know, things like this, yeah. which I've already been through these stages before. So I know they're normal, but they're still challenging. Yeah, yeah I so. definitely echo that. And I think especially in terms of like when I first came into the industry, like I was 
sucked into any course because the marketing was so fabulous. And then I was like, oh, this isn't quite right. Oh, this isn't, <laughs> oh, this doesn't feel aligned. And like, you know, you buy like five courses about the same thing and learn to do it five different ways. But all you want to do is learn it the way that like works for you. And like, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. And yeah. that's amazing also if you do that because you can kind of see other ways and then make your own way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I think another thing about branding that came to mind is like it can feel so overwhelming. Like there's such mixed messages in the industry about like, you know, be vulnerable, just share your life. And like, and you like grab your phone and you're like, okay, let's do this. And then you're like trying to fit like, all of you into an Instagram bio, all of you into your stories. But I think the important thing that you do is that you will help people to like actually break it down and decide what they're going to share so that mm -hmm. they're in a more empowered state, like rather than sharing things that are like not meant to be shared yet, not ever meant to be shared or in, and complete flip side of that sharing exactly what they want to share because it's what they're it's going to draw those clients in it's going to empower those clients it's going to make those clients feel seen um mm -hmm. yes all of so, that. so true so true yeah. yes so uh I, like the word that came up for me when you were speaking right now was being intentional yes so it's true that you like many people are like yeah but can I have a business and not have a brand and I'm like yeah of course you can but it's just mm. going to take a lot more time for you to grow and yeah. to attract the right clients that would absolutely love what you do you know because we yeah. all we all I think we all the, the people that we kind of worked a bit in in our industries we know that uh we can have a client that is like mm, it's okay yeah it was nice mm -hmm. Yeah, good. Thank you. Yeah. Or we can have clients that are like, oh my God, like, honestly, I yes. read the first page and I had a thousand ideas. Thank yeah. you so much. You're amazing. You know? So yes. this is the difference between like not to creating a brand. And then you're like, kind of, you are being your brand because I believe our brand is already inside of us, mm. uh, but it's very diluted and very like, unfocused and very like yeah. Uh, yeah you can't really recognize it there's a lot of things like a lot of fog around and you're not you're kind of missing the picture the big picture yeah. because there's like a lot of things communicated in a very chaotic way yeah. and when you have a brand there's actually it creates focus so what are mm. the actual things that make us unique and what are the most important things that we offer as transformation as service or product or you know what yes. are the main benefits that we want to speak about how would how like how do we want our clients to feel after they use our products you know yeah. and all these things combined in a very congruent message you know that yeah. would be congruent in everything in the way your space looks in the way you speak on instagram in the way you speak with your clients in the way you speak with your team in the business trips that you do in in your lecturing in your podcast like honestly in everything that you do you have these guidelines that this is actually what i'm communicating this is what i'm about this is my yes my my my, my uh how do you say my uniqueness my uh unique 
value proposition. This is what we call in marketing, right? Yes. So yes. I, I believe this is the communicating the true essence and then people can clearly see mm. what you're truly about. And then you would attract the ones that are like, oh, finally, this is what yeah. I'm looking for. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Because if not, you would attract people that are like, uh, this looks maybe like something that I would like, but I'm not sure. Should I buy it? Yeah. Mm. Yes, no? so, so this true. is the difference. Yeah. And if you look at any like extremely successful business, like Apple, you know, they're all about innovation. They're kind of like the creator. They're like, mm. you know, their ads, there's a feeling, there's a music, there's a like an emotion, yes. there's a, there's a, and, you know, Disney, the same, um, you know, yeah, uh, I love cheap, um, Patagonia, like they're all like really yeah. strong brands. Um, yeah. And I think you're like, it sounds like the branding process is very involved and it comes from you, but then it's like a condensed and kind of your essence and a little bit more like not static, but like um, something like you say that you can put in a document and you can be like, this is my brand. This is my business. Um, whereas like, I don't know, like if I was going to be put into a document, it would be way too long, way too confusing. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Because there's so many things like the truth is, uh, maybe not from the beginning, but as you go along in the in, in business, we get a lot of business opportunities and a lot of like so many ideas, so many new yeah. roads to explore, so many like maybe even new targets to 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 accomplish and you're like oh my god there's so like so many how do i choose but yeah. when you do have your brand um defined clearly you're like yeah i know this is my mission these are my values okay let's choose and you choose in basically sometimes one day or half a day or one hour and yeah. all this time is actually time saved so you can put it into your growth you know, and yes. not spend two weeks thinking, is this a good business opportunity? Should I do this? Should I take this road? Should I collaborate with this person? And yeah. for me now, it's super easy. Like even collaborating with you, I was like, I knew we were, we were doing this, uh, the same program. So clearly we are attracted to the same people. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I looked over your, your content and what you're sharing. And I felt, um, I felt that we are matching, you know, with, with part of our values. And yes. I, I, I didn't have to look further. I was like, yeah, of course this, you know, I would love to. <laughs> I love um, that. That's such an important message. Yeah. Like the decision to collaborate becomes a yes or a no, becomes very clear. It becomes like an obvious decision and mm -hmm. that'll stop yes. you from collaborating with maybe someone who, I don't know, a bit shady or like, doing something out yeah. of alignment or whatever <laughs> yeah yeah it could be like for example um someone that um if for it's different because if this person has the same uh, mission as you even if maybe they're not the same values you can maybe do a shorter project yeah. because you know you're like I want to help people. This person wants to help people. We can work together. But when yes. it's, for example, a long-term collaborator, like, uh, or maybe even a, a, a one, one of your team members, 
So yeah. you can't work with someone who doesn't have the same values. It's, it's yeah. like, for me, it's like you would force things. You yeah. know, it's like you would have someone working for you that doesn't believe in everything yeah. that you are. Yeah. How is this? It's like, it's so slow. Business, like I had, for example, in my first team that I had in the course center, mm-hmm. the dentistry uh, course center, I had some people that were like full yes, you know, or like, yeah, let's do this. This sounds amazing. And I yeah. had people that were super skeptical. They were like, really, do we have to Yo. do this? But yeah. why? <laughs> but uh, what what difference does it make? It's just a detail, you know? So I yeah. would have these constant fights, not fights, but I was kind of feeling that like I'm, I'm fighting for, to explain the reason why we have to do this instead yeah. of actually doing it, you know? Yeah, so this that slow, makes so much this sense. slows down our business. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just, and this is just because people don't understand they're not aligned with us, with our values and our vision. So mm. it's just like it becomes a struggle. Mm. You know? mm. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. I think there's so many like value bombs in this episode. Um, <laughs> would you be able to let the audience know like about your upcoming signature program, like when it's launching, how they can find out about it and like where to find you as well? Yes, I would love that. Um, you, uh, they can find me or you, you <laughs> because we're speaking <laughs> with, with you people. You can find me at um, Theodora Lucia Coaching. Uh, I have an Instagram and a Facebook account. Mm-hmm. And um, my program, which is called uh, Create Your Unique Brand, is officially opening like my I, I'm now creating the first ever group that I'm going to guide online a group of Amazing. entrepreneurs and future entrepreneurs and we're going to start on the 1st of April next year Amazing. Uh, and I have so many super cool surprises prepared for this group because it's so special for me as is the first one yeah, yeah, um, yeah. so yeah I have uh, I'm, I didn't fully launch the program yet I'm still like teasing about it so um, the people that are listening today uh, are actually some of the few people that know about the actual launch. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but if like if if anyone is interested, send they can send me um, their email and they would uh, find out about all the the surprises that I'm preparing and the launch itself uh, in an email. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the program is going to take uh, five months. And uh, basically it's guiding them not only, I mean, in in the branding part, what we spoke about here, Mm -hmm. uh, there's three stages. So we're going to speak about the foundational part, you know, vision, mission, values, and all these things that you cannot see, but you feel. Yeah. And then we're going to speak about the... um, uh, the, the personality of their brand, like how, like if, if you if their brand will will take a human shape how will it look like you know how mm. will it sound the voice of the brand all these things yeah. and then we're going to go actually and implement all these things in different platforms like a, all the um kind of yeah all the platforms that you can communicate on including yeah. your team like details about branding in your team in your space in your social media in your email website like basically everything that you can use to communicate i'm going to touch in this program 
Amazing. So I think it's like very action oriented as well. <laughs> Fantastic. Wow. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing that. And yeah, the listeners yeah, should definitely follow pleasure. you so that they can find out more as you drop more information and all that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's- thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so excited that you continue to listen and we grow this inner glow getter community. The best place to follow along and make sure you never miss an episode is to be following me on Instagram at Kayla.Benson. I can't wait to connect with you all very, very, very soon in the next episode of the inner glow getter. Lots of love.